0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in
1: to another season of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here, welcoming all the listeners back in and welcoming in back in Dan Terrar and AJ Fredrickson. Dan, it's been a long time since we've talked and seen each other since the season ended. How you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing great. I feel, feel naked. I should have kept the beard going or something. I don't know. you two hairballs. So <laughs> doing great. Looking forward to getting another season started. Let's get, let's get this thing going.
1: Absolutely. AJ, uh, long time. No, see, see, you're growing out the beard as well as Dan has already mentioned on the YouTube version of this podcast. Uh, how you doing, sir?
0: I'm good.
2: I'm good with um with my role of not having to be actually at the stadium. I can look a little less professional than you two maybe need to. So, uh, right. you know, you're you're the face of the station. You're the representation, and I just kind of am pushing the button so I can I can go for the caveman look. If well, I
0: mission see. accomplished. Nice work. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. AJ, <laughs> we're
1: on we're on radio. We don't have to be the face of anything. We yeah. just have to be the <laughs> no. voice of something. <laughs>
0: Exactly so. No faces
1: needed anymore now that Apple TV has taken over the broadcasting rights for the entire league across the entire globe. So uh, it's just voices only for us, as usual. Uh, Boys, uh, season starting in, what, six days now on Saturday from the time we record this at FC Dallas in February. So, you know, no better time to play soccer in this country than in the (laughs) freezing cold, usually. Uh, Let's start off with topic A1 in every single talker about the loons. Hmm. It is Emmanuel Reynoso. What would that be? Not oh, anymore, I thought it
0: was I definitely. thought it was the new kits.
1: <laughs> well, we'll get to those in a bit because those are <laughs> those are pretty nice. I like those. Uh, but it's Emmanuel Reynoso not showing up to camp, just nowhere to be found, unfortunately. So hopefully everything is okay with him on a personal level, on a human level. Um, but that does bring the question: is how does this team perform without Emmanuel Reynoso? The guy who's driven them. For the past, what, three seasons, the guy who has double digit goals and assists last year, he's pretty much the way this team runs offensively is through Emmanuel Reynoso and uh, looks like they're going to start the season without their number 10, without one of the best playmakers in the entire league. Dan, I'll start with you.
0: Yeah. Well, without any clue as to when he's coming back either. I mean, yeah. nothing, nada. I mean, unless, unless they know in in the front office and they're just keeping their lips, uh, you know, tight because nobody's saying anything. Nobody's even there. There aren't even any really good rumors to report. Um, it's just quiet. So is he, is he, you know, on the run? Is he, is he locked up? Is he hiding? You know, it's all so bizarre. Um, Add this to another chapter when I write my book about how uh, different soccer is than American sports, you know. It's yeah. just it, – it just keeps getting better and better. Um, I, man, this this would be like the, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs showing up and Patrick Mahomes just isn't around, don't know where he is. I mean, yeah. this is the guy, although we didn't win a championship, I guess that would be the big flaw in my uh, analysis here. But this is the guy, like you said, we ran – Everything went through him. Every change we made, you know, literally was how can we get more out of him? How can he be more of a part of the team? So this isn't just a player. This is the guy you were building your franchise around. This is the guy that, you know, you had, if you had hopes of, you know, getting to an MLS Cup, he was the center of it. MVP candidate last year, even though he got off to a slow start last year. So this is huge. This is huge. And I mean, I don't know how deep we want to go, but uh, I mean, you, you got to start talking about what if he doesn't come back at all? Yeah. What if he comes back late in the season? I mean, you really have to go forward and and plan and go to Dallas and start the season. You don't even dare consider that he's back or going to be back soon. This is your team, and this is what you've got. I think that's kind of the, the attitude that Adrian Heath and the team is taking. And so that would be our next phase of this discussion. What do you do going forward? But I don't know. I before we get to that, what do you guys do you guys have any better feeling about him coming back? If, when, how? I mean, I'm just I just think this is just a blank slate. AJ? I'm nervous. I'm very nervous.
2: Um it's kind of like you said, it's not Maybe a situation where, like, I can know what Kirk Cousins had for lunch yesterday. If I needed to, that's how like in depth some of the reporting is when it comes to the NFL. When it comes to soccer, you get little to none a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, whether it's MLS or over in Europe, it's a lot of misdirection and a lot of, you know, we we don't want to give our gameplay away. And if somebody's healthy, we're gonna maybe keep it under wraps. That's that's not something you are gonna get here though, because it sounds like they can't, they just can't contact him. Like they're not going to keep that a secret. Like, Oh yeah, he's actually here and he's in the building, but we're still going to let this whole charade and debacle keep going. So that eventually when we're taking the field against Dallas here, all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's, it's like a WWE mystery entrance in the Royal Rumble at number 30. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's
2: not, <laughs> that's not what's going on here. Like yeah. there's a lot of, you know, Speculation as to what's going on, and um, the fact that we don't have even rumors a lot of the times of even small details like, no, I we don't know if it's just he wants to hang out on the beach more and sip some mojitos or if something's seriously wrong. Um, so for that aspect, you have to wonder and have a little concern for like the person because that's what it is at the end of the day, it's, like, he's a human being, but as a fan of the team, you're like, how do we not have? a little more a little more info this is this is your golden goose this is the, the the ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for the loans like that's how you win games that's what we've, we've seen the past couple of years and uh, a bu- a big stretch last season where he was an MVP candidate he was in the talks he was really leading the team and he was instrumental to everything this team did I don't know how you're going to walk out on the field against Dallas and <laughs> Put up, you know, a, a great performance. Like it's going to be scrappy. It's going to be lifeless. I I'm concerned because, it, especially with what we've seen preseason, it's not looking like this team has maybe the the capabilities to fill that hole easily. You know, they have a they have a ten foot hole, but only maybe a a, a foot of dirt. Like, I'm <laughs> no, and no shovel. <laughs> There's <Exactly>. no shovel. <laughs> they're just kicking stuff in. So I'm not I'm not sure. Um, I'm confident that they're going to get him back soon later you are at all this season yeah i have no idea but um what i am confident
0: where's a a photo where's a photo of him in a jumpsuit you know digging ditches or having a margarita somewhere or you know whatever his cocktail of choice is there's nothing can we spend it can we send a chinese spy balloon over there and just at least get some photos or something (laughs) i mean you you can't just blowing one up in today's age jonathan you can't just disappear well, wow, Emmanuel Reynoso's has
1: proven that. Uh, that's a false statement there, Dan, because he's just – he's off the map. And it's it's a little frightening on a human perspective because you just don't know what's going on. But if we're focusing on the team right now, and AJ started kind of down this path, so I want to take it down there. This team struggled to score goals last year. It's fair to say that. Luis Amoria didn't live up to what – what did he want? 29 goals two seasons ago or three seasons ago. He's never really lived up to that building – that billing of being the bonafide goal scorer. He had a couple games in the middle of last season where, where that started to happen, but then it fell off near the end of the season. Again, this team has always scored goals through Emmanuel Reynoso. And now they don't have that. Now they have to rely on Robin Lode being the guy who does, who continues to play just every position on the field for this team. Yes. They're getting a couple guys back. Yes. They brought in Cameron Dunbar from the LA galaxy, but these guys aren't guys who are, who are going to be filling that Emmanuel Reynoso size hole in this team. It concerns me because we've seen for the past couple of years, pretty much since first season that this team <laughs> goes through moments where they struggle to score goals. And now they don't have that guy. And you can talk all you want about it's just one player. It's just one player. He's still the best player on this team. He's one of the best players in this, in this league. That's going to take a mental toll on that team, knowing that they are without their best playmaker. And I, And yes, they've got leadership. They've got good leadership in Michael Boxall and Will Trapp. It still is going to affect some of those playmakers up front that they don't have the guy who's going to draw attention away from them. Now defenses, they don't have to focus on Emmanuel Reynoso because he's not there. They get to just lock down everything, and it's going to be a lot easier for them to do that. Somebody's going to have to step up, and right now, I don't know who's going to do that. I don't want to be sounding doom and gloom going into the first week of the season, but you're missing your best player. How is it not doom yeah. and gloom right
0: now? And it is, it's hard. You, you try to be optimistic and you try to come up with scenarios, different formations that might work with this lineup, but we've been through that. Yeah. Um, re- again, remember the first part of the season last year, he didn't play very well at all. Most of his MVP numbers and stats came, what, about a third into the season before he really got going. And we saw what it was like before that. Um and, yeah, you can talk about leadership. You can talk about Robin ludd being, you know, luds just one of those guys that you can put anywhere. He's a great team player. He's a great leader. He's a veteran. Uh, but where is it coming from? I think, um, you know, Fraga is your five to ten goal scorer, probably at best, right? I mean, he's seven, eight goals, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Long, you know, Bongi, you know, Longone, can he take the next step up? He didn't score, show any scoring touch last year. Although a great, you know, he, he can be a much better player this year. So everything points towards Luis Amaria. Um, but why would we think that he's all of a sudden going to go from what he has been to a twenty goal scorer? It just there, there are no signs pointing that way. So it's so hard to be optimistic right now without Emmanuel Reynoso. It's, it's really difficult.
2: Yeah, no, it's um, – th- there's really not that, like, second fiddle guy that – you've like, you mentioned Robin Wood, and we've talked about it, and I was big on him last year and mentioned a lot, where he can really do it all. He's kind of the Swiss Army knife. Um, he's not necessarily the jack of all trades master of none because I think he does bring some of that expertise that the team needs in certain areas. But, no, there's just not that guy that you can – that you can slot in and you know even get uh 50 of what production you were getting with Emmanuel Reynoso like his set piece you know specialties is is now yeah. totally out the window and that yeah. takes a huge like who's who's taking corners do we know we
0: we we didn't even talk about that that's a whole nother layer to the yeah. uh the Reynoso onion that we're not gonna have And is set pieces
1: and this is kind of the problem when you build your entire roster around one player like yes it when it's working well it works perfectly well and it's it's an unbeatable machine but when he's gone you have a lot of questions that are now being asked upon a lot of players and there's not a whole lot of answers going into it until we see something on Saturday, because we haven't really seen a whole lot because they didn't really show us any preseason. It's all just highlights and clips and stuff. So it's there's a lot of questions going into Saturday that's making a lot of fans nervous, and it all revolves around Emmanuel Reynoso So just not showing up, unfortunately, and that's going to be a seat. That's going to be something that hangs over this club all season long, whether he shows up or not. Like when he does show up, it, the questions will be there. Like where were you? What's happened? How does he reintegrate into the team? How does the team take him back? Obviously a guy that talented you usually just kind of get over whatever happened and bring him in and slot him in and just kind of go forward but there's a lot of questions right now and it's making a lot of people nervous going into Saturday and I'm kind of one of them because I want to see this team succeed. I love when Minnesota United plays well because it's fun to watch, it's great to watch. But without Emmanuel Reynoso, there's a there's a little there's quite a few questions, guys.
0: Yeah, and you don't know what's going to happen. If he comes back and the team is really struggling, uh, they'll get over. They'll get over where he was a lot quicker. Yeah. Than if if some things do go right and they do find a way to win, it'll be a little tougher for him to come back in because that locker room is an interesting little environment all its own, and there's going to be some hard feelings. There already are probably, and as a coach and as a staff, you've got to downplay that and you've got to just keep them focusing on what's real. But this is not just, you know, it's not a role player. It's not a young new player that they don't, they, they know what he is. They know what he can do to the season. And I tell you what, this story, uh, you know, has been going on for, you know, over a month now it's nowhere near the end because this story doesn't end. If he comes back, it continues to be an issue. So, take a deep breath. This is going to be a, hopefully an exciting start to the season. Hopefully it's going to be interesting. We know that, but I don't know. I don't know where the, where the points are going to come from at all. AJ, you get, you must have an answer. Give us the answer. Well, I was going to say
2: first with that too, like let's say he miraculously shows up tomorrow, just walks off the plane at, at uh, the Humphrey terminal terminal and is able to show up in Blaine for training. He's not going to be ready to go right away. Like, hope he has
1: a know, coat. Ready think so. if He shows up tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Will he be wearing an ankle monitor or what? <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, he, he like. Has anybody ever played in the MLS with an ankle monitor on? I kind of like that'd be cool. I would kind of like to see that. Time.
2: Um, <laughs> I got nothing,
1: Dan. Uh, I got um,
2: No, I mean, but he's like these other guys. They've been in Blaine. They've been working out of the National Sports Center and training and getting into that kind of that preseason rust off he's going to show up and who knows he might, he might be like 20 pounds overweight. He might look like me. Like who knows what, what's going on um, when he does.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: That's it. If he looks like you, we got more problems than just that. We got got issues. All right. Don't make it so easy. AJ (laughs) (laughs) throwing the, throwing the hanging curve. Yeah, yeah, but it, it isn't over. And, I don't know. I go back to where we started with this. It's amazing to me with today's technology, and it, literally every person is walking around with a video camera in their hand, how there haven't been any sightings, how you can lose somebody. It's just weird. I
1: don't yeah. get it. All right. So let's move away from the sad and kind of depressing topic surrounding the loons right now. Let's move on to more of a season preview, what we should expect from, from some of these guys. bunch of new uh, faces in the club. Zarek Valentin, Clint Irwin, uh, MLS veterans that have been around the league for a while. Valentin, uh, defender, usually a right back or center back. Clint Irwin, goalkeeper, brought in probably just for the veteran leadership at that position behind Dane Sinclair. If Dane has to miss some time, Clint Irwin is there. Uh, Miguel Tapias, left-footed center back from Mexico that they signed from, I believe, Pachuca. Uh, I'm looking forward to this kid because 25 years old, he's he's youth at a position that definitely Needed youth last season with the center back pairing of Michael Boxel and Bakai Debassi. Debassi obviously not coming back anytime soon with the severe injury that he suffered at the end of the last season. So Tapia or Marquise will fill in Marquise, a Swedish center back, 22 years old, brought in on a U22 contract as well. Um, and then Derek Henry or Daniel Henry, excuse me, coming in as a center back as well an MLS veteran as well. So they brought in a bunch of, uh, defensive minded veterans that they needed. We talked about this at the end of last season, that one of the offseason things that they needed was to get younger in defense. And they did that with Tapias and Marquise, Valentin and Henry and Henry are more veteran minded guys, but they will bring in depth where at positions that they didn't really have depth before. So I think a lot yeah. of these signings are good. It still leaves the hole in the, the attacking front that this team has been looking to fill for a long time. So we'll see what goes on there. Cameron Dunbar, young homegrown kid brought in from the LA Galaxy as a forward who hasn't really hit with that with the Galaxy, but looking for a kind of a, a fresh start in a new place for him. So quite a few signings. I'm I kind of want to focus on the defense and how these new signings change what we thought, because we knew Michael Boxel was getting old. We knew Bakai Debassi was getting older, that they would need to have a succession plan. and It looks like they have that now.
0: Yeah, the defense has always been the uh, the strength of this club. And, and towards the end of the season last year, as, after Devasi got hurt, you kind of started going, I'm not so sure that defense is our strength anymore. And yeah. with the, with a very good, outstanding young goaltender, uh, now it feels like in that back four, if that's what we're playing this year, my, I think all bets are off on that. But I would yeah. assume that we're going to start uh, with a back four. You've got a pretty good mix of some youth, some veteran leadership, um, and I think, I think they've done the right thing because if you're not going to score goals, if you can't score goals, which is historically where this team ends up, you better be good defensively, or it's going to be a long season. So it seems like they made the right moves. I don't know, AJ, it's it. Some of the question marks are still there, but time will tell on some of these guys.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you go back to our kind of like final season wrap up show from last season, defense was a big discussion of what they have to do to kind of fix that and what's the, the trajectory moving forward and I think we had the con- consensus among all of us was younger faster that was kind of the two words and it's not necessarily a completely one like a complete 180 from what we had at the end of last year moving in here but uh, the top signing is great I, I I've heard really good things and I it's of how that's going to mesh in the back um, if you look at you know, the team that they rolled out there, which from my understanding is essentially what they probably will do. Um, opening night against Dallas, um, from a couple of days ago against, uh, Vancouver in the final preseason tune-up, Valentin, Boxel, Tapias, Lawrence, and then will trap in kind of like that center defensive mid-roll. Is that going to be enough moving forward? I mean, we know, we, we kind of know what Kamar we know what Kamara Lawrence is. We know mm-hmm. Michael Boxel; he's mm-hmm. aging, but you know, he, he still is able to get the job done. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see on a bigger stage and over a longer stretch of regular season uh, with all the other stuff that's going on. How can Tapias slot in and maybe take on that role right away? And if that, maybe that's the plan that Adrian Heath has where it'll be a very consistent. You're going to be in, you're going to be that kind of left or right center back all the time. We're going to rely on you to be one of those guys that Dane St. Clair, when he sees you one-on-one with a winger streaking down the side, He's going to say, "Okay, I maybe I'm going to get a low angle shot at best, like I can rely here." Um, and with that too, and, and, and I know defense is maybe the focus on what you want to talk about here, but I'm anxious to see maybe how Dane Saint Clair will take this role because look at the All Star game last year. Who who were the people named to the All Star game in Minnesota? Manuel and also Dane Saint Clair, who was the eventual I want to say All Star MVP now you could argue that he might be the biggest star on the club just because of that alone that accolade but without the scoring it's going to shift to where you, you at least we do, this is speculation and we don't know maybe they could come out with firecracker and put up 3 goals first night but um i doubt that they're going to want to play a little more of a defensive game how can dane, dane st-clair like rise to that challenge because it seemed like he was very streaky at times of either that he's the best keeper in the MLS or you have some serious issues you we might need to sit you for a game to really send a message so you can clear your head um can he find that stability and really be that pillar that the team's able to lean on at times when they make a mistake and they need to get bailed out because somebody rifles one from outside the box and he's able to get a palm on it and you know in the 89th minute of a game where they're leading by one I'm I'm excited to see whether or not he can rise to the occasion. And, and, and as a young kid, if that maturity level has grown since the off season or kind of what we are in for in terms of between the pipes this year.
1: Yeah, that was that was yeah, the next topic that I was going to hit on was Dane St. Clair and what we expect from him because he's turning 20, he's 25 this year. This is kind of the season. Now, mm-hmm. now Tyler Miller's gone. He's in DC. You have no competition for that starting goalkeeper position. That's been handed to you after what happened last year and how we performed, right out the right out the gates uh, after taking over for Tyler Miller, how he performed. Yes. Near the end of the season, it started getting a little sloppy, but that happens for 24 year old goalkeepers. You're generally right now for Dane Sinclair's when goalkeepers start hitting their form, start hitting uh, their prime is these later 20 years. Dane Sinclair is getting that there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to kind of succeed and take the next step. And do we see him doing that with so many questions in the defense um, going forward with the aging defense some changing bodies some changing faces in there. I think it's, it's, it's make or break for Dan, because this is a huge season for him. Now that he is the number one guy, he's the only guy you're not bringing Clint Irwin in to take over that starting role. You're bringing him in as a veteran guy who's been around the league. Who's there just to kind of be a locker room presence and be the backup and fill in occasionally. If you need it, Dane Sinclair, yeah. this is his job.
0: He's, he's a guy or Irwin comes in as a guy you look to to, be a bit of a mentor too, as well for a young goaltender. But at 25, this is when a lot of guys are getting their first shot. This is when a lot of guys are just getting a chance and he's already solidified himself as an all-star as a starter of this team. uh, We were surprised last year that he didn't get any breaks uh, with Tyler Miller standing there waiting to play because there were times where he looked very average Uh, right before the all-star game last year. We kept thinking you got to get him out of there he's there's something going on there, and then he turns in an amazing performance in the all star game and played well after that. So I think what you need out of him is is just continue to play at a high level, but maybe just be a little more consistent and and I agree this changing in front of him. Is going to be a challenge, and, and maybe Clint Irwin is a guy that can help him with that because, you know, he's played with, uh, you know, uncountable combinations and players in front of him over his career. So um, I think that between uh, Dane and Michael Boxel, who Michael Boxall had until proven otherwise, can still get the job done and still seems to be able to adapt to players around him very well. Um, so to me, that's a very important factor in this whole mess.
1: Yeah. So yeah. moving forward up the field now with Sonny Dotson back, uh, they've gotten rid of some of the other depths in the midfield that they had. There's still questions in this midfield of who gets to start because after Sonny Dotson's injury, obviously the two obvious midfielders were Will Trap and Curvin Arriaga, but then Robin slid slotted back in the midfield and all of a mm-hmm. sudden he could play midfield and he was great at doing it. He was physical in the defensive part was able to transition the ball up the field. Now, obviously he's going to be needed more, maybe in the attack or does Adrian, Heath switch formations, which he hasn't been too keen to do in the past. He's kind of stuck with that four, two, three one. Does he switch to a four, four, two now that Emmanuel Reynoso is not gone. And now he's got plenty of midfield uh, help there with Sonny Dotson coming back. You still have curving and will, and you have the ability of Robin load to play the midfield. Um, they've got, They've got some options in the midfield. I'd say that's probably their deepest position right now going into the season, AJ.
0: You think so? You think so, AJ? Is that their deepest spot? I don't know. It it might be. Well, I was going to ask real quick, because this is something I'm a little cloudy
2: about in terms of the understanding. I know that uh, Saturday, Malik Khan, uh, the Trinidad-Tobago international, he got the start in the midfield. And I know he's, I believe, set to begin the year with MNUFC 2. Are they able to call him up? Because I know I know it's a little different than, say, like a two-way player. and yeah. Uh, yeah. So would they be able to just kind of call him up whenever, or is that I not how that works?
1: I don't know for certain. I'd have to look into it. Um, but off the top of my head, I don't think they can. I think okay. they'd have to sign him to an MLS contract. Right now, those are two different things, I believe. is gotcha. the, You can play if you're on the MLS roster. You can go down and play for MNUFC2. We saw that a number of times last year where some of these guys who weren't getting regular playing time, Went down and played for MNUFC two. I don't know the ability to go from MNUFC two to MNUFC without a new contract.
0: It's not the revolving door like we see in the NHL and 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 major league baseball. So I think it is a little bit different. But you you know, what about Hassani Dotson? Here's a guy who, you know, the upside is so huge on him. He's never had a regular position with this club. I, I almost feel some pressure to get him in a position and keep him there and let him develop into what we think could be, you know, a, a league, uh, you know, a, a top player in this league. But if you keep moving him around and keep messing with him week in and week out, I don't know if we ever, ever get the potential out of this kid.
1: Yeah. I think this actually might be, and before I let you get in your thoughts here, AJ, I think this might be a great time for Hasani Dotson to slot into that midfield and kind of take over a role that hasn't been there because of how this team has played and lined up. Sonny Dotson has the ability, as we've mentioned time and time again, the ability to play kind of anywhere on the field, defensively, offensively, whatever they need. And what better role do they need right now than a guy who can move that ball from defense to offense, Then, then that position right now in that role, because without Emmanuel Reynoso, you don't really have a true playmaker. Now, if you put in Hassani Dotson and tell him, we're going to need you all over the field, you're going to be a box to box guy. We're expecting you to get from the defensive box to the offensive box. And you got to help us transition that ball up the field. That seems like a perfect role for a guy who can do pretty much anything on the field. And this might be just like the perfect storm for Hassani Dotson to come back from injury uh, slowly work him in. You don't want to rush him, but like he's almost been out for a year at this point. It seems like he's ready to go. So work him in and have him just kind of take over this team and become the guy that we've kind of seen sparks of potential to become.
2: Yeah. I I think that'd be nice. And with maybe what we're seeing and what I'm speculating with, with Dane St. Clair is probably behind the scenes in the front office. They're saying, look, we stuck with you last year. Now Tyler Miller's gone. We brought in a guy to be a mentor for you. And we fully back you and, what the mental stuff there does confidence wise might do wonders to have a similar conversation with Hassani Dotson where right now, Hey, look, we're, we have this huge hole with Reynoso gone. And we're not saying that if he comes back, we're going to immediately replace you, but we want to give you that kind of spotlight role where you can be a commander, that kind of, that field general on both sides of, of the pitch, because as you mentioned, he can, he can do a little bit of everything he can do, um, Offensive stuff, and he can his dribbling still skills are fine. He can progress the ball up with some pace and really find that winger streaking on the outside or uh back on defense. He's not afraid to get a little physical and really get in somebody's grill to you know make a standing tackle and separate them from the ball. Let him have that confidence and build the not I don't want to say ego because I feel like that's usually constituted with being negative, but let him build his ego up and become that guy where he sets he brings that aura that presence to the field of I'm going to get the job done because I because I can not because they need me to but because I've established myself as I'm a productive player I'm going to make an impact all uh all 90 minutes I'm on the field
0: yeah the, and to your point Jonathan you start looking at you know as, as well as uh, Kervin Ariaga played last year uh Will Trap is a guy that you really want to have out there especially if you're going to play especially if you're going to struggle to score you need uh defense and leadership so yeah i mean it, it almost feels like you need to go to a three man midfield So you can utilize some of your better players because I I don't see cruising into this season once Hassani's ready to go. I don't see Trap and I don't see Ariaga spending a lot of time on the bench. That wouldn't make sense. So um, you know it'll be interesting. That'll be one thing that'll be interesting to Saturday. It happens with the formation, you know.
1: Yeah, that it seems
0: unlikely that it can just stay the same.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't see it staying the same. He's it seems like they've they've kind of changed that formation from times uh in the preseason 4-4-2, I believe if I remember correctly reading it. 3-5-2 at some they've played three five two before or five three two, however you want to look at it. So they've played some other position or formations before. Four three three might work here. With Ariaga, Trap, and Hassani Dotson, you've also got Joseph Rosales. Can he take a step forward? Which we haven't really seen too much, mm-hmm. but he's getting to that age where you expect some development, taking a step forward into becoming a guy in the midfield here in this league. So they've got they've got bodies and they've got talent there and youth, especially, to do it to start taking these steps forward and becoming uh, one of the best position groups on this on this team going forward. And without Emmanuel knows you're going to need. A hardy midfield to mm-hmm. compete in some of these games. So let's, uh, as we continue progressing through our season preview here on Loon Talk, find it wherever you find your podcast. Do give us a rating, a review, and a subscription to help us get found, um, boys. Let's get into some preseason awards, if you will. Who is your breakout player of the season, Dan? I'll start with you.
0: Well, I'll start with AJ. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's too early. Um,
2: do you want, I can go first if you, if you want me to, I, I don't,
1: Dan might need to reset no.
0: a thing, it. I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Has anybody broken out?
1: I, well, I think that, Yeah, yeah I you think go
0: first. Perfect. Cause I just, I, I can't.
2: Yeah. Well, I th- I think it's more, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Um. I think you, John, you phrased it more as like, who do we expect to be the breakout player of the year? Correct?
1: Yeah. Who do we yeah. expect to take a, a step forward, yeah, this
2: season. My, I, I think. Oh. I, then I'm going to get him off the board quick before Dan resets his internet. But I'm going to go with Bonhukle Longwane. Long I, I mean, one, he's got the crowd behind him. I mean, that I feel, I feel like that does wonders because that guy is somebody that mid season it felt like the entire fan base was able to rally around and be like, let's get him out. Uh, when he finally did score his first goal after however long, you know, it was like this, you know, this glorious moment, and there was, oh, this is the second coming. Um, but no, I he does he has the tools, he has the speed, he has the eagerness. Um, it's whether or not he's he's going to be able to take that next step. I think mm-hmm. whether he's able to put a couple things together, and I, I think it will hurt without Emmanuel Reynoso there to kind of facilitate that growth. But that can also be good because now. They're going to have to change the way they play. Maybe the ball isn't going to always be filtered through that middle area where Reynoso would be, and then now we have to force it out to Bongi just because you have to draw the people away. He might have a little more, as as the kids are saying nowadays, let him cook. Let him cook, you know, where you're going to be able to get him the ball kind of freely. And it's not that kind of predetermined path of how they need to move up the field without Reynoso there. Bongi could be in a position, and this is an incredible spin zone by me, I must say, to thrive a little bit more and maybe take
1: that next step. That was incredible PR work for Bongi there.
0: I, I thought, you know, I thought of him right away, too, because I think that the potential is there for him to have that step. But I didn't see enough last year. To really believe he's going to be that guy. Speed, great. God, I love to watch him run. Love his speed, but he showed zero touch around the goal. I mean, he really did. It was, there were times it was obvious that this guy's not a finisher. He's got a role in this team and this league because of speed, but, uh, and maybe, maybe on my part, it's completely wishful thinking, but I think that this is it. It's do or die for Luis Amaria. Uh, he's not going to get another kick at the can. He salvaged what he could last year and was respectable, decent. Um, he has to take a step up or he's done. I mean, there's just, there's no room for, you know, a goal scorer that doesn't score enough goals. And I think that he finished, I think with a lot of confidence left last, last year um he was better in the second half. So I, I'm and again, maybe it's just wishful thinking that he would be our breakthrough player of the year and finally live up to his own expectations. And even if he gets close to those, uh that'd be good enough for us. So um, you know, hopefully he is the guy.
1: Yeah, I just kinda want to see a double digit goal score, not named Emmanuel Reynoso on this team. We,
0: and We have it, to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It has to happen this season without yeah. Reynoso early on. So One of those two guys that you guys said will have to be the step, the breakout kind of player for me, this one seems weird because he got a ton of starts in goal last year. I think Dane St. Clair takes another step this year and becomes one of the best goalkeepers in this league. He started off that way when he took over for Tyler Miller, those first couple games were incredible games from him. He was stopping everything. And then it kind of fell off as you expect from a young kid in a position like that to do. And he picked it up after the all-star game for a little bit, but then it fell off again. I think, we see consistency from him and we see another step, another level taken from him because he knows that the re- that Europe's kind of looking at MLS for goalkeepers again. You got Gaga Salonina from Chicago. He went over to, to Chelsea. Uh, Matt Turner went over to Arsenal. Now Manchester United is supposedly looking at Matt Turner's replacement in New England. So clearly Europe has got the word out that there's goalkeepers and there's players and young talent, especially all across this league, that is there to kind of be taken into Europe and moved on to the next level. Dane St. Clair knows that every single player in this league knows that, and there's no better position to get a guy at his age, like Dane St. Clair at 25, than goalkeeper. Cause you're not spending a whole lot of money. Dane St. Clair is going to know that and want to take that step and go to Europe and you have to play well to do it. And he can, if he has a big year this year, he could be a huge transfer in the off season or in the summer. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's there's, there's plenty of benefit for him. There's plenty of motivation for him to take a huge step, and I think this could be a good year, and I think we'll see it this year from Dane St. Clair to take that next step forward uh, for this club and for himself in this league and become one of the best goalkeepers in Major League Soccer. All right, so breakout players done. Emmanuel Reynoso normally would be the guy in this MVP category. Who's the team's MVP now that we don't know Emmanuel Reynoso's status? You can choose him if you want. If you think he's going to come back, you can choose Emmanuel Reynoso. But who's going to be for you the MVP of this team? Damn, so one of I don't care. I don't I don't that's all I
0: got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, jump I, at the chance to the that's only name one I would here. that's the guy I would pick. So Yeah, no, I had to get that one cuz I I'm done um, after that. It, this one's this one's tricky because, like you
2: said, I think no matter what, e- even if he shows up halfway through the season, Ray right, Nelson might be the pick. But the next, maybe most crucial thing would be Dane Saint Clair. To stray away from what Dan said, um, if he if he hits a stride and he starts producing like we've wanted to for years now, Luisa Maria could be that guy. If he starts finding the back and then and becomes that reliable striker that. We've seen at times where, you know, I'd last year <laughs> in the, write that down. I would, I think week after week at, at a certain point, I was like, Amaria's is scoring, write it down. And he would, he would reward me because it was just that simple. And maybe that's because he had Reynoso and they were finding their groove together. But, um, you know, with, with this absence, people are going to have to step up and it could be him. The other guy to maybe keep an eye on that could more fly under the radar just because of how useful he is around the field, Robin Ludd. So
1: you don't get to choose them all, AJ. Come on. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it, it's, really it's tough because here.
2: it's tough because I don't think anybody's ever going to stand You're out sure. as like that MVP candidate. Right. In yeah. Talks for amongst the league, amongst the team, you know, it it, it changes yeah. a little bit. The leadership and utility that Lud brings is, I think, different than a lot of other players.
1: Robin Lud would have been my pick here because without Emmanuel Aso, you need a creative player in that attack, and there's no other creative player. No more creative player in the rest of the lineup than Robin Lud. We've seen what he's been able to do from pretty much every position on the on the field: false nine, right winger, number ten, midfielder, defensive midfielder. He's kind of played everywhere alongside Hassani Dotson, who's played everywhere. But I think this is the season where Robin Lud takes another step again. And without a Reynoso, so he's going to be the guy that's asked to do a lot of the creative process, a lot of creative passing, a lot of the final touches to get into the box. I think I think Robin Lud going to take the next step here. All right, so that's our quick preseason awards uh, for Minnesota United. That's been our preview so far. I think at this point in the show, we're 40 minutes in. I think, guys, it's time for our prediction segments. And we'll start like we did last year with the predictor. Dan, explain away, sir.
0: The predictor, three upcoming MLS matches. You pick uh, the winner, pick the score. You get a point if you get the winner right. If you nail the score correctly, you get a bonus point, so a possibility of six points per week. Um, And one of those three games must be the upcoming Minnesota United match.
1: All right, so we'll start off, and we've got plenty of games, obviously. Week one, every game. What I love about this new TV deal is that pretty much every game is all at the same time. Uh, and so right. like you don't have games spread throughout the day. It's all at the same time uh, when Minnesota United has their bye weeks watching that whip around show is going to be so much fun. Just jumping across <laughs> the league. It's it's going to be incredible viewing on Apple TV this season. And if you want to listen to us, go ahead and do that. You can find us anywhere you find your radios on 1500 ESPN. Also on the score North mobile app or live.scorenorth.com or live.1500ESPN.com. Excuse me. We are there for every single Minnesota United, Major League Soccer game. Uh, let's start with you, AJ. Who? What's your first game you're taking off the board here? I'm going to
2: get right into it with uh, Minnesota United against Dallas this weekend. Wow. I uh, Don't mess uh, around. Wow. I, I, I want to rip the Band-Aid off because I feel like I right, Go ahead. very optimistic, aren't going to like it. I see Dallas 2, Minnesota United 0. Wow.
1: Oh, on, man. man. Bummer. All uh, right. Yeah, man.
0: No, work. the bummer is I have written down right here, Dallas two, Minnesota zero. <laughs> so here we go. Just like usual. Already doing and this, last, and go first. this
1: last season.
0: And, and and you know, I just I don't see a Dallas, I think, is gonna be a good club. But I don't see how we go down there with all that's going on and get a win. So I, I then now I have to decide do I go three or one? I don't like the number three, so I'll go Dallas one Minnesota nil. Go ahead, Jonathan. You take a shot at that one.
1: All right. I guess we're starting off with the Minnesota game uh, for the predictor here, and we're all starting off super bummer levels. I'm not going to go <laughs> a lot. I'm going to say Tie. they edge out a draw, but it's going to be the most boring draw in the face of the planet because it's the first week of the season. There'll be no goal scoring because Minnesota's defense <laughs> will step up at least. It'll be a nil-nil draw because why the hell not at this <sighs> point?
0: Well, I hope I hope you win that point, Jonathan.
1: I would like <laughs> some goal scoring because the highlights after the show or at halftime are much easier to do than <laughs> there's goal scoring involved.
2: Right, right. <laughs> All right, so my next pick is uh, going to involve the reigning champions of last year. They MLS knows it a book this opening weekend, I feel like. LAFC, El Trafico against LA Galaxy at the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think the champions start the, start the year hot. Um, it'll be a closer one than expected, but 2-1 LAFC gets the win.
1: Two one. That's it for El Tráfico for the yeah, LA Derby. I, we're st-
2: we're shaking we're shaking off the rust.
1: We're shaking wow. off the rust. They don't, I,
2: Garrett, they don't have they don't have anymore to get I that would, last anybody... minute winner.
1: So you mean they're going to score more now?
2: No, don't disrespect my <laughs> shaking
0: <off> the rust. <laughs> I, uh... wow, wow. So I looked at that match and I thought, why would anybody pick? The, why would anybody try and predict that one? I'm going Austin three, St Louis nil.
1: Yeah, that's probably an easy call there. St. Louis didn't really do the greatest of oh, roster constructions.
0: Isn't isn't that the goal, is to get one or get it right? Yeah. Yeah, All that's right. probably an easy one Boy, to call there. Right I took the air out of the room. Holy moly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for my second pick, I also had LAFC and LA Galaxy on mine. I didn't have 2-1 because what, what game in this in this uh, rivalry's past has ever been a two, one game. It's always <laughs> been ridiculous score lines and opening seat, opening game of the season at the Rose bowl on, on Apple TV. It's going to be the, uh, the bell of the ball this weekend is that game. I'm going four, three LA LAFC in this one. It's going to be an incredible game with what I think they got like 70,000, maybe 80,000 tickets sold for that one. It's going to be an incredible game. Four-three. The atmosphere is going to be pumped up. There's going to be very little defense played in that one. 4-3 LAFC AJ. All
2: right. Step it one. up. <laughs> All right. My last one. I'm calling an Audible here because I did have Austin St. Louis, but I don't want to, I don't want to double down with Dan because he had my same pick. Um I'm going to go with one of the late games on Saturday. It's going to be Vancouver Whitecaps hosting Real Salt Lake. Absolutely bananas that they're having this game played at BC Place, just with you know the date and everything being as cold as it's going to be in Canada. But uh, I'm going to say Real Salt Lake is going to go on there and easily come away with a three to one win.
0: All
1: right, three one, three
0: one. Okay, nice, all right. Well, nice I'm, I'm going to succumb call. to. I'm going to succumb to peer pressure. I'm going to pick the LA Galaxy over yes. LAFC three two. <laughs> <laughs> love it, right. love it. All right.
1: For my final pick of the week here, I'm going FC Cincinnati Houston because I love picking on FC Cincinnati, but they proved me wrong quite a bit last year. And I still don't believe in Houston because they weren't good at all last year. And I don't know that they've gotten that much better in the off season and FC Cincinnati are hosting this one in Cincinnati. You know, nothing like a Northern game in February to start off your Mm -hmm. season for Houston, a Texas team. So I'm going with a 2 0 shutout for FC Cincinnati, a win to start off the season for Cincinnati. Wow. All right. So I almost said write that down, but that's the very next segment, which leads me into our write that down segment. It's another prediction segment where we each make three soccer related predictions. One of them, at least one of them, has to be Minnesota United related. They don't have to be score lines, they can be anything involving Major League Soccer, Minnesota United, or soccer. In general, if you want, uh, I am your – I believe I'm your two-time reigning champ- champion. And I'll just continue to brag about that one since you guys let me win last year by a, by a healthy margin. Um, so in honor of not that, but in starting the season, AJ, you started the last segment. Dan, I will let you bat first here on Write That Down. What's your first prediction oh of the season, sir?
0: Oh, boy. All right, well, oh I've got a couple here that are uh, are United-related, one that is not – I'm going to start with one that's not. Um, because I'm hoping I can play off of somebody here and, and pick up some easy scraps. Um, I'm going to say, and and J- I'm taking a page out of Jonathan's book. I'm going to oh. I'm gonna post one right out of the bat for the end of the year. Yeah, there LA, you go. LA, LAFC will not win the West. Write that down.
1: All right. Wow. For the team that kind of held pretty much everything together, they didn't lose a mm-hmm. whole lot of pieces other than Chicho Arango, which I'm still baffled that they got rid of Chicho Arango. Like, what the hell? Like, He's one of the best goal scorers in this league and you trying as hard as you can to get rid of him. I don't understand. And then they finally did. They sold him off to Mexico, but she's like, what are you doing? It, I, I, I agree with you. It's, man. I don't it's LA man. It's, All right. AJ. All right.
2: My first one. Um, we'll start with the one. That's probably the most depressing. Um, I say write this down. Minnesota United <laughs> will not score a goal until at least the third game of the season.
1: Oh, AJ.
0: Wow. Oh, oh man. I don't even know you.
1: Goodness.
0: <laughs> Your beard. Tell you that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Let's move. Yeah, just, move totally, on, just, both, just, just move on. Jonathan. Just,
0: just don't. Just move on.
1: Boys. Emmanuel. Reynoso as we started off, the show has been that whole situation has been hanging over this club all off season. Emmanuel Reynoso will not play a game for Minnesota United before May. I'm not saying when he comes back. I'm just saying he still won't have played a game before May. But there are nine games between now and the beginning of May. Minnesota will win at least three of them. Write that down.
0: Nice. That's where I was hoping you'd go because I have written down here, so I don't even have to change mine to play off you. I have right. written down here, Renoso will not play until at least June. Whoa. June. All right. Well, they can't find him. That's true. <laughs> since since no we're on the
2: topic, I'm going to interject here because I did have uh, loyal listener Connor reach out to me via Twitter DMs, and okay. he wanted to get in um, when he found out the season was come back around. He wanted me to get out there, write this down. He believes Ray will return after two regular season games.
0: Ooh.
1: All right. I like it. The listeners right. may finally get on the board after two years of trying. Might happen. (laughs) So I and he didn't, and I'll let you guys up to the
2: description or the discrepancy of like, does return mean he's playing or return is like he's back and they actually have him at the facility? I'll let you guys decide that.
0: I think if they can even just find him by then, we give Connor the point. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dan. All right, I don't think it's going to take. You know, two and a half weeks to oh, wait, get no, the first already, goal. Oh no, you already
1: you already had your second. Never mind, it's AJ's. Oh second. no, AJ,
0: AJ, that was the listener one. AJ didn't give his.
1: Yeah, it's AJ's.
0: Oh, third. oh, my turn. I okay. up the
1: order here. I forgot that you said Emmanuel Reynoso won't be back until June. Perfect. Uh, my next
2: one is going to be. So I know I said uh, they you know, they're not going to score until the, at least the third game, but when they do eventually score, the first <laughs> goal of the twenty twenty three campaign will be scored by Bonhukle Longwane. Oh. Hashtag oh. Bongi
0: Believers.
2: I'm making sure it's hashtag
0: Bongi Believers. Through
2: a curveball.
0: I thought he was going to say Luis Amaria, didn't you, Jonathan? No, I, I didn't know where he was going with that one. I
1: I, I would have thought maybe Franco Fragapane there because he had a couple predictions last year that Franco would have scored. Bongi Believers. I don't know. I think there's 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 a better play on that name. Than oh, absolutely. Believers. For the
2: sake of the spot. Uh, no, no, no,
1: no, no. Come on, lean into it.
2: <laughs> Bongi Leavers. No, I don't know. We'll figure it out. You
1: gotta. We can play into that name a little bit more than Bongi Believers. <laughs> that name's perfect for playing into. All right. Uh, my second prediction: Minnesota United will win their season opener, even though I said they'll draw it. They'll win their season opener this weekend, and Robin Lode will be involved in all of Minnesota United's goals. Write that down. Going parlays to start off the bat this season, boys. Wow,
0: wow. All right, Dan. You okay, heard? I'm trying to decide if if I can stay with my third one. Um, because you, no, I can still do it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as is. Um, Minnesota United's first goal will involve either the goal or an assist to Robin Lude. So it's kind of what all you right. said, but I worded it differently. You all say, right. see, you said he'd be involved in all of them. Yep. So that's a little that tough one. Um, could I be just, th- two. I just said he will be involved in the first goal. So right. if just- they win one nail, we can both be right. So
2: uh, this coming Sunday, Manchester United takes on Newcastle in the EFL cup final. Where are you going? Careful. No, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. My- write this down. Manchester United will win the final by at least two goals. <sighs> Nick Pope suspended. The next guy, I believe, is Martin Dubrovska. Who can't use him. Can't use him. So they have, you know, a, a gym
1: teacher from up the road. Uh... Or Horace who hasn't played in two years. And the last time we saw him on a big level was basically scoring an own goal for Liverpool in the Champions League final. Bring so, it on. Uh,
2: Manchester United will ho- <laughs> ho- ho- hoist some silverware this weekend by at oh, least two goals.
1: Man. Eric Ten Hag, man. done. That dude's done some masterful work as a manager of Manchester United, turning them around. All right. Final, write that down. Prediction of the first week of the season, boys. I'm excited to start the season on Saturday, with or without a manure. No, so I'm just excited to have Minnesota United back. I'm excited to have MLS back. Ah, I love this league. Ah, uh, we'll we'll finish off here. Dane St. Clair, and this one is a season long one because that's my specialty at this point. And I had a bunch come off the board late last season to charge into a late win. Dane St. Clair will record at least 6 clean sheets for Minnesota this season. He had 5 last year. I think he's going to up that number quite a bit. The record for this club in a single season is held by Tyler Miller at 11, I believe. That was 2 years ago. Dane St. Clair will get at least 6 of them this season for Minnesota United boys. Write that down.
0: I'm writing that down so I can play off that next week.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. I always leave the ones that you can play off for last because yeah, I
2: know Dan likes you to You're you're try you're and sneaky. Up some easy you're points. sneaky. Before you wrap it up, I
1: need to hear both of your guys' opinions on the new kit. Oh yeah, we got to get to that. I love the new kit. I think it's great. I think it's one of the better ones in a league full of uh, actually good kits this year. They're not boring as they have been in the past. The league definitely stepped it up with the new TV deal. They brought out their creativity in their jerseys. I like this one. I think it's great. I don't. I don't understand the the, the want for it to be black with the Northern Lights. Uh, just kind of a black base with the Northern lights. I think it looks great with the white. I think it looks awesome, Dan.
0: I like um, I've always in any sport. I've always liked their whites, you know, the uh, which some sports that's home. Some that's road, depending on the game. I've always liked white uniforms. I think they look great for soccer. Uh, Crisp, clean, a lot of white on those. So yeah, I like them. Thumbs up.
1: AJ.
2: Yeah, no, I like them. I like them too. I wish that it came down a little lower on the torso with the colors. I mean, I like the white. Um, What I like from afar, and maybe this was my initial take on it, was when you look at it from afar, it almost looks like a skyline, and I assumed it was going to be Twin Cities skyline with the Northern Lights above it, but when you get closer, that's not it at all. Yeah. Um, but creativity, I think, I think, like you mentioned, Jonathan, a lot of other teams had really creative designs. Some of them, I think, were a little lackluster or just kind of dropped the ball, but there's a lot of really good ones this year, and um, it's, it's nice to see that Adidas put a lot of thought into some of these jerseys. Uh, So credit to them because I I think the new Northern lights kit has a little more creativity than arguably the past three or four Minnesota United kits combined. So um, I like, I like it a lot. Um, Even if, even if the on play uh, on field play will be, dull, they're going
1: to look good doing it. That's for sure. I agree. All right. So before we end the episode, we've done all this predicting, we've done all the talk about the preview of the season. We haven't talked about where we think Minnesota United finishes this season. Dan, I'll start with you. Where do Minnesota United finish this season? What does their season look like?
0: Uh, well, man, that's a tough one. I, I know it I all think revolves
1: that, around what happens with the man right So
0: yeah, I know. Uh, but I think even, even if, you know, worst-case scenario, we never find him. Um, I still think this club with their defense, great goaltending, uh, some good veteran players up front, I still think they can battle to be that bubble team. So I, I'm going to say they finish. Uh, did they, they, We didn't change anything with the playoffs, did we? Everything's the same as last year?
1: Mm-hmm. The thing is, we don't know yet. They're still deciding. Oh,
0: great. So, oh, great. Well, I'm, I'm going to go eighth. Long. I'm going to go eighth. They finish eighth. All
1: right, finish eighth. AJ? leave it to the league to still decide their their playoffs we don't know maybe yeah
2: i think it's i'm I'm judging it based off the team currently like if reynoso shows up tomorrow it's it changes everything like you said um they'll be more competitive than maybe what i think a lot of people are saying it'll come down to the final week or two but i want to say they finish just outside the playoffs
1: all right I think they'll finish right around where they did last year, sneaking into the playoffs. I think it'll be six or seven. Um, I think there's still plenty of, there's still a lot of teams in the West that aren't as good as Minnesota United, even without Emmanuel Reynoso. I think they've done a good job of building up their depth over the past couple of seasons. I don't think it's as good as they would want without Emmanuel Reynoso, but mm-hmm. I think it's still a competitive team in the, the Western Conference. I know it's a really tough mm-hmm. conference this year, but I think Minnesota is still one of the better teams in the West, even without Emmanuel. So I think it's going to be they're going to be around six, seven, three. is for me. So I think it's going to be at the bottom of the playoff spots for the Western Conference this season. Um, even with Emmanuel, Reynoso, it's just a very at the top end of the West. It's very tough with LAFC and Austin up there, and what they've been able to do this offseason. Mm-hmm. Those are two very good teams that only got better in the offseason. So, boys, that has been the first week of Loon Talk. We've got a long way to go. Next week, it is a bye week. We'll still be here. We'll review the last game. But we've got a bye week next week already because there's an uneven amount of teams in the league this year now that St. Louis is in. That will be a fun road trip for the team to make down there. Um, But it's going to be an exciting season. I can't wait for it. You can hear every game on 1500 ESPN on your radio dial on AM 1500 you can hear, it on, hear us on the Score North mobile app and live.1500ESPN.com. You can catch our podcast, Loon Talk, every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Do give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It does help us get found. We will be back next week to review whatever the hell happened in Dallas this weekend. I'm looking forward to it, boys. Talk to you on Saturday, and then talk to you in the fans right back here on Monday night.